back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts. I'm excited of how, um, how, how you guys are responding to this podcast. I really appreciate all the love I've been getting. Remember to go on Apple and like and comment and give me some feedback so I can, you know, get more discussions with you guys. Because at some point I'm going to be running out of things to talk about. So I need your help to give me um, topics to discuss. That was Good Day by R.J. Griffith. Again, that was Good Day by R.J. Griffith. Go check that out. It is everywhere music is sold. Download it, stream it, and enjoy. While you're listening to this podcast, I want you guys to understand that I'm going to be as transparent as possible about myself, my life, my situations, what I view in the world. And I just encourage you to also be transparent in your thoughts and in your daily life. Um, It seems as though transparency has took a back seat in 2019 and I encourage you to be transparent in your life to others to yourself sometimes it's hard and difficult to be transparent I get it but transparency I believe is what we need to be able to have a better life and better relationships with each other so just note that when you're listening to this I'm going to force you to be transparent as I will be with you today I want to talk to all of us, this is this kind of affects all of us, but it's specific, uh, specifically for my people who live in Chicago and things that we see every day, whether we're downtown, in the suburbs, in the rural parts of Illinois, we always run across someone who is homeless. And I don't know about you, but I, I have a soft spot for the homeless people. I always try to give if I can and if I don't I feel so bad I I um told you guys a while ago that I'm an Uber I'm an Uber driver and I don't know it's just certain certain homeless people just it just hits you differently sometimes you just driving and you see a homeless person and you know you feel bad you, you know say a little quick prayer but sometimes it's you run across a particular homeless person and it just hits you different it's just something about them this just feels different and it's a sadness that just instantly comes over me and I want to do all I can to try to help them but sometimes I really can't and it just hurt my feelings to see homeless people on the streets especially vet vets people who have served in this country that really just pisses me off and I just said to myself I wanted to do an episode about the homelessness in Chicago because it's pretty bad. And for those of you who remember this past winter when we had the negative 55 degrees, how they had to turn, you know, the buses, all the uh, CTA buses into warming centers and warming places for the homeless and how all over the country, you know, homeless bodies were found on the street. And it was just so sad. And it makes you appreciate all the things that you have and Stop complaining about the things that you don't have when you see these things. But I just wanted to talk about the effects of it here in Chicago and how it's pretty devastating. And the stats that I found out, um, so I was researching this and I came across some stats that I wanted to share with you guys. It was kind of eye-opening for me. And one of the stats were the 80,000 people in Chicago are homeless. We have eighty and 80% of those, 80, oh, let, me, let me fix that. So 80,000% 80, of people have experienced some type of, of being homeless at some point. 
out of that 80,000, 80% of those are living with others. So, you know, there's um, the broader definition of being homeless is just not having your own. So you can still be homeless living with someone else because it's, it's not yours. And so out of that 80,000, 80% of those people are living with someone else um, due to hardships, whatever that hardship may be. And the rest of those people out of that 80% are in shelters or they are outside. So out of that 80%, so that other 20% are in shelters or they're living outside. And again, this is only in Chicago. This is not the suburbs of Chicago. This isn't Springfield, Illinois. This is strictly Chicago. Chicago is a really big city. And so, yeah, that's just Chicago alone. And when I saw that, I was like, damn, that's a lot of people. And that's adults, um, families, you know, men, women, children, that's everyone. And so I said, okay, let's, let me go to another statistic. Now, out of that 80,000, 16,000 of those are high school students from the Chicago public school system. So I just read this article that was actually printed this week in the Chicago Tribune um, that went into talking about how 16,000 students are homeless and they're embarrassed to tell someone that they are. Now, again, with that homelessness, that's people, you know, they're living with someone else or they're living in shelters or they're living on the street, they still go to school. And they are embarrassed to tell someone. They're embarrassed to tell their friends. Um, I've been there before. In 2005, I was homeless in my last semester of high school. And I was living with a family member. And I, no one, a lot of people didn't really know. A lot of people didn't really know that I was homeless. I didn't feel the need to make an announcement or tell anyone that I was homeless. Um, this was before Facebook and all of those things. So, there was no social media to, you know, tell everyone. And But the few people that did know, they supported me. But it's not an easy thing to just come out the tip of your tongue. Hey, how was your morning? Oh, it's great. I'm homeless. You know, like no one really talks about that or wants people to talk or who wants to express that because people don't want the sympathy. You know, people don't want the sympathy. People don't want to know, want you to know why because a lot of people are nosy. A lot of people don't really care about helping you in in with you being homeless they just want to know why you are homeless and what happened and what was the reason and so a lot of the times people are just nosy and just want to be in your business so to hear that 16,000 Chicago public school students are somewhat are homeless and they are having you know either temporary living situations and they don't have, and this was um done from 2018 to 2019 school year. So this that came from 2018 2019 school year. They reported this, and 90 percent of those cases are uh, families that are living together. So particular, particularly families who are both struggling, but they can live with each other to make some type of um and combine their incomes and then their incomes at least help 
this one household. So you'll have eight people living in one household and that's all they can do. And, you know, to to do that and then to still be in school and to still try to do your homework and to do all that as a high school student, I really commend those kids because that's a lot. You know, it's, it's, it's a cruel world out here being a high school student nowadays with bullying, with, you know, gossiping and talking about kids. And on top of that, worrying about what you're going to have for dinner. Hell, seems like some of these kids, their public, public lunch is probably the only thing they may have that day or the first meal of the day is what they're going to eat at school. So it's really, it's, 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 it's really hard to talk about. Um, uh, I've been there and it's just hard to see with all of the argument and bickering that's going on in the, with the, with the president and the Democrats and everyone is running and all this and all that, you know, taxes for this people, taxes for this, but we have, a large population of people who are homeless who are just trying to figure out whether where, where they're going to get their next meal but you guys arguing arguing and bickering about a fucking tweet that you know the orange man put out it's kind of just ridiculous and it just really shows me that our focus has has really shifted away from protecting the homeless protecting the needy and protecting the immigrants which is what's written on the statue of liberty and i'm pretty sure it's bad everywhere i can only imagine how it is in new york in los angeles i know friends i have friends that live in la they see it a lot and it's pretty sad it's it's pretty sad i'm also wanted to talk to you about how 10.2% of those that are homeless are veterans. And again, that's going back to the 80,000 that are homeless in Chicago. 10.2% of those are vets. And I, I kind of said this earlier in the conversation. I don't understand how anybody can fight for this country, regardless if you were in the war if you were an engineer, if you were in the Marines, the Air Force, if you were a fucking um, administrative person in the in the military, I don't care. The fact that you enlisted in the in the armed services or whatever, you I don't see how you should be homeless. I just completely do not understand how the government does not take care of the vets. And for some of us who work in healthcare, we see it we see it in the healthcare field how they treat the vets, you know, at the VA hospital. VA hospital ain't shit. They don't treat the vets well at all at the VA. Their wait time is extremely long. The services they get are crap. And I just don't understand. I see it all the time when I'm driving with uh, see a homeless man in a wheelchair with like one leg and you could tell he's a vet because he still is even though he's still not being protected and treated well by his country he's still wearing his military um jacket or he still has his badge on he's still representing the country that's not taking care of him but he's actually out here asking for help and I think that that's sad as fuck. I think that's sad and it's actually disgusting. And 
United States actually should be ashamed of themselves because now that flag that you were so proudly wanting people to stand for and not kneel isn't even representing the people that you want us to stand for because they're out here homeless. Now, I understand people have situations and things happen in their life that make them become homeless. A lot of people, you know, lost their job or they personally made wrong investment decisions. Some people are addicted to drugs or addicted to other things that make them become homeless. I get all of those things play. Some of those things play a factor and a lot of reasons that people are homeless. But I truly also believe that in the midst of all of that, that we live in one of the richest countries in the in the world. And this country is so rich that I don't see how one person should be homeless. Whether you give them government assistance, whatever, or if they are having an addiction, get them help, get them into a treatment facility. I don't understand why being in the richest country in America is one person should be homeless. I just don't see it. When we have corporations that are making billions of dollars, there's actually the percentage of how many people in this in in the United States that are billionaires is extremely small. There's a extremely small percentage of people that are billionaires, and that's actually a bad thing because that means they're making so much money to where the rest of us aren't even getting a taste of it. So how, again, can we say this is the greatest land, greatest country in the, in the land when our fellow person next to us can barely keep a roof over their head or, you know, they're homeless? You know, I don't know. You know, if people, if you drive down into the, to, in the West Loop, or getting around the loop. And if you get off on Roosevelt. And I think it's Taylor. If you see that. If you go through there. There's a whole community. Of homeless individuals. Like they, they have their own community. It's like a whole bunch of tents. They have. You know. Um, re, they You know they have water. They have they have survived with each other. Like it's a whole community. Of homeless people there. And. You know, I, I see the difference in them, you know, when the summertime is out, you know, they're having a good time. They're still trying to survive, make their money. But I see them, you know, laughing as I'm driving past them. But, you know, you notice as it gets cold, they're, they change in their approach because they know that once it's starting to get cold, that the winter is coming. They know that now they have to figure out where they're going to go inside. They can't sleep outside at negative fucking 40 degrees in a tent. That's not going to do anything for them. So now they have to figure out what they're going to do. And I kid you not, it's a whole community. Some of them sleep in cars. It's right under that bridge, all over there. I know you've driven over there, um, not too far from the Pilsen area. It's right over there. It means a community. And, you know, it seems as though they have accepted where they are. And, you know, they, I, I see them out there, I see them washing their clothes, hanging their clothes up. And, you know, when I see that, it sometimes just makes me feel stupid about 
being upset about what I was just uh, upset about five minutes ago. Oh, I ran out the house and my coffee isn't as warm as I wanted it to be. So I'm driving to work pissed the hell off that my coffee or I stopped and got coffee. They didn't put enough cream and sugar in it or this is cold. And I'm just pissed off. But I'm driving and see them with their kids in a car or in the street. And it just makes me feel like, are you sitting here... being upset about some goddamn coffee not being warm because you could be outside and your body not be warm and it just makes you it makes me it honestly makes me stop and just ask for forgiveness for being stupid in the moment i speak positivity and blessings and good vibes over to them but it's something we all definitely um should think about going forward and I, I encourage you to do that. And also in my findings with the homelessness, I've also encountered that a lot of these people that are homeless actually seem like they're not, they don't look, they don't look, you know, they don't, they look like they got nice clothes on. And some people are just actually don't look like some of the homeless people that you encounter. I know sometimes I've, I've encountered someone and they had on like these nice clothes. I'm like, what the hell are you doing out here? You're like, you're not homeless. You're just trying to get some money out of me. So it actually turns out, Cordero, like that was a stupid way to think. But some people are actually homeless because of student loans. Because they had these great big jobs. And maybe the, the company just went under. And, you know, their student loans are so damn bad to where they can't afford to keep a roof over their head and pay their student loans and their student loans got, their checks got garnished. And so now I know for a fact, my, my godfather, he, his, his, um, student loans have been taken, his checks have been garnished by student loans for the last 30 years of his life. And so for the last 30 years, they have been taking money and he, I mean, he's, he he got some degrees um to where I, his his um schooling was very expensive and for the last 30 years they've been taking his money and i mean i, I this is a next um another topic i'm going to be doing on the next episode going digging deeper into the whole student loan situation but it just it it we need to open our eyes and understand that everyone that's homeless is not struggling on opioid addiction. Everyone is not an alcoholic or um um on a crack addiction. Everyone that's homeless has a different story. Some people are suffering from an an addiction, but even though they're suffering from that addiction, that doesn't make them a bad person. That but that but. It also just tells you that that other person may be homeless for another different reason. You know, I actually, a year over a year, a little over a year ago, my house burned down. And I had to climb out of my window to get out. Like, I I almost died. That They definitely said that if we would have been sleeping for six more minutes, he gave a specific time. If we would have been asleep for six more minutes, we would have died in that house. And me and my godparents, we had to climb out of our windows. We couldn't, it wasn't like a small fire. It actually took over the whole front of the house. So we had no choice but to get out of our windows. And we lost some pets that died in the fire. And we lost everything in that fire. 
I jumped out of the window with a t-shirt and some shorts on and a pair of glasses. I even left my phone in the house. My phone survived. You know, Apple. I need to go ahead and tell them. I need to look. And this is the same this is the same exact phone actually. I need to do a little free promo for them like this this phone survived a full fire. And we lost everything. I had nothing. We got help from American Rare Cross to stay in the hotel for three days. Past that three days, it was whatever we got from the GoFundMe we started, from donations that we got from people. Um, I do want to thank, um, I have to get their name correct, um, so I'll bring it up. But it was, it's a group in Stager, and it's a Stager um, clothing shelter type of place that um, donated a lot of clothes to me and my family and they have a lot of clothes there they have a lot of stuff and we were able to go get clothes we were able to try to start over some type of way I had to stay with someone for a few days before I was able to find an apartment and again I I was homeless now I didn't have to stand in the street and hold a sign or get help. I actually had a support system of people who were taking me in, but I know how it feels to have everything just taken from you in the blink of an eye. I felt it firsthand. And so now that was my second time being homeless and having to start over. And I'm still starting over. I still don't have all the, all the clothes I need again. I still don't have all my shoes. I still don't have a lot of things that I lost in that fire. So it's it even it t- it's a process. So I'm I'm saying all this just so we could be more mindful of the people who are homeless and just know that for one, asking for help is a hard thing to do. It's not it's not easy to ask someone for money. It's not easy to ask someone to buy you food. It's not easy. So, you know, I, and I see I see people just driving past and, you know, honking at them. Like, get the fuck out the street. Move out my way. And I think people just need to understand that that's not easy to do. Nobody wants to be standing here on Lakeshore Drive, possibly going to get hit or ran over to ask you to buy them a sandwich so they can eat or have a next meal. Nobody wants to do that. So... I just want us to be more mindful of everyone's situation and all the things that they're going through. And this, 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 just when you pull up to the next homeless person, even if you don't have money to give them, because I understand like a lot of people don't carry cash on them. A lot of people have cards or a lot of people have this, but maybe you have a bottle of water in your car that you can give them. You know, maybe you have, I've done that before. I say, I don't have, I have a bottle of water. And they were, they were thankful for that. You know, maybe you have a sandwich that you didn't finish or a sandwich that you didn't eat yet. Or maybe you have lunch in your car that you didn't get a chance to eat yet, but you have money to go get lunch again. Give them the food. You know, we have to do that if we can. Or even if you don't do that, ask them if you could pray with them. Ask them if you can you know ask them their name maybe you can just bring some light to them and help them smile it's it's not no one wants to be living this way so i think if we all just take a beat and just know that that could be you 
because again, it doesn't have to be from an addiction. It could be something from like what happened with me, an old wiring in a house. And next thing I know, my my whole house is just is gone. And now I'm homeless. It can happen at the blink of an eye to any of us. So I just want us to be more mindful of that and just look at these statistics. Like I said, it was um, I, I put this up from the Chicago Tribune and it kind of just really shocked me at the rates of high school students that are homeless and the vets that are homeless and how many of those people that are homeless. Oh, I didn't say that, that statistic. That's actually 14% of those that are homeless are college graduates with student loan degrees, with student loans and with multiple degrees, multiple degrees. So just remember that person that you riding past cussing out that's homeless may be smarter than your dumb ass. Just an FYI. I'm sorry. I just have a problem when I see that. I understand you may not have nothing to give them, but your actions towards them doesn't have to be of that. You're better than them because they probably are really smarter than your ass. They probably help put that car together that you're driving in and that factory or that warehouse or whatever went under. So now they don't have anything and lost lost it all. But yeah, that's what I got for you. That's all I got for y'all today regarding this issue. So again, um, this was about just all the homelessness in Chicago. I see it in the suburbs. It's it's everywhere. But just I brought it just to Chicago. So don't at me. Don't don't at me. Don't be DMing me, asking me questions about my stats. This was specifically Chicago based. And I did that because Chicago has over two million people in it. Chicago is a very large city. We want, we're one of the largest. And there's a lot of new development going on in Chicago. They're building, they're building new buildings everywhere. And some of these homeless people are getting pushed out of places that they've had to make their home. Oh, that's what I could tell you guys. So I live, I work in the West Loop now. I don't know if you're familiar with the West Loop, but the West Loop used to be called the meat market. And that's where all the Chicago meat was produced. You know, a little backstory on Chicago. The West Loop has really grown and there are new developments over there. Google is now over in the West Loop. A lot of restaurants are in the West Loop. Some really good, nice restaurants. And they're doing a lot of construction in the West Loop. And I have noticed in the mornings on my way to work or leaving work that there are a lot of homeless people who were living in those abandoned buildings or abandoned air areas that are being forced out of there with you know nowhere else to go you know for men and for men it's really hard the, the shelters for men you know women have it a little easier with getting some type of assistance you know, they have the assistance for battered women. They have them, especially if a mother has a child. When my mother was homeless with my sister, she was able to go into a whole entire program and go and start life over in Minnesota. And because I was 18, even though I was still in high school, I couldn't even go with my mother. And they have different programs for women. They're not the greatest, but they do have them. A homeless male has an extremely hard time getting some type of assistance from the state. It, it's, 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 it's hard. I've, I've been through it. It's hard. 
It took a lot for me to get a link card when I needed one for to get medical assistance because I wasn't a female. It was extremely hard for me to even get medical assistance being a male. So a lot of the homeless people in that West Loop that I come across are men and they're being forced out with nowhere to go. So just think deep about this it's it's a really big issue and i'm i know one person can't fix anything but one person can make someone's day better and you never know what how it will feel to that person by just make, putting a smile on their face and just let them know that yes it's rough right now but things can get better to follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode I have an email address for you to do all of those things the email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com so I'll spell that for you darrow d-a-r-o d-a-r-e s-u darrowdaresyou at gmail.com send me an email